This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to episode number 372 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. I startled my son. He was sitting here coloring at the table and he jumped in when I did the intro. Nice. It's good stuff. <coughs> oh, it's a Monday. We're actually recording on a Monday. Look at that. And a week after our last recording. Yeah, yeah. We're doing, we're getting back on track a little bit here. Yeah. I do not have a ton to talk about. I mean, I actually I did watch a lot, quote unquote, but I it's it's just I have a, a, a small number of things to talk about. But we can go in depth on some of them. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say right up front, we're only two and a half episodes into Wolf Like Me season two. I have watched all of it. <sighs> It, we watched that first episode and I was like, oh, because I had said to you, I'm like, we'll check out the first one. And I was like, I don't know if he's going to have time, so I don't want to barrel through it. But it is so bingeable. Like that show is so easily devoured, pun intended. Um, Yeah, it's well, aren't the episodes only like 25 minutes long? Yep. Yeah. So like it's really easy to watch the seven episodes. It was really easy to binge right through all of them. Yeah. And you're going to have to tell me where you're at, I guess, because I. So the first episode is just kind of catching us up. You can see that she's pregnant. She's very nervous. She doesn't want to do the ultrasound. Um, And then they do the ultrasound and she's perfectly fine. You know, well, there's a human in there, but then, you know, we get that little stinger at the end where you see inside of her womb and the kid opens their eyes and there's like, you know, the wolfish eye to the little baby gestating in there. Um, And then, we watched the second one tonight, which is when they first test. Uh, it's our first night testing out the new panic room down in the basement. And for some reason, the basement door unlocks. Oh, is it when he, he's got to leave to go bring his daughter medication? Yes. And the he goes yeah, to no, open the pushed, front door. He, no, he, he pushed the basement door instead of front door on mm. his phone. He got, he was careless. That's what it was. And, uh, yeah. So she got loose up in the house. Um, so we started, we got like five minutes into the next episode, but this was all like during dinner. And then I was like, I still got to take the trash out, wash the dishes. Um, so we didn't want to go any further. Uh, we know that Mary told him we have to have a talk and he was dropping mm-hmm. his kid off at school, but we haven't seen anything beyond that. Okay. Um, um, I will ask you this. Say, uh, I mentioned this to Julia. Is she pregnant the whole season? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, I was like, I wonder if they're going to do that. And she's like, no, I'm sure that she'll have the, the child 
you know, partway through the season. And I was like, okay, well, the season's only seven episodes. She's like, yeah. So I was just. Yeah, it's. All right. So it's weird. It's basically a relationship. It's it's a rom-com with a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they're dealing with different difficulties and this and that and everything along the way with his difficulties with his daughter, difficulties with uh, his sister-in-law. Um, difficulties with the anxiety-ridden girlfriend who is a werewolf who is pregnant and is afraid of two things. One, she has a werewolf baby inside her. Two, when the baby's born, she's going to eat it. Yeah. Yep. Or three, um, that the baby might be also a werewolf and, you know, an adult can... Oh, and the werewolf is going to... Or, or her baby is a werewolf and is going to eat her from the inside out. Yeah. So there's all these fears that she has and they are, she has definitely a, hold on a second. So the way they ended the season, have they announced a third season? Not that I'm aware of. Massive cliffhanger. Massive. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can, if anything can come of it. I'm sure that we're going to buzz through the rest of it this week. Cause like you said, you know, each episode's like 20, 25 minutes. So we're going to be able to just fly through them and not just we're going to be able to, but we're going to want to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, you're definitely going to want to like, it's good. Like I enjoyed it. Like as soon as I sat down and started watching it the other morning, I just kept watching it. And then I had to stop at one point because we did X, Y, Z. And then later that evening I had like two episodes left. I like six and seven. That was it. They go so fast. Yeah. And I finished it and I was just like satisfying. Yeah. I. It's one of those that I love um, technology where it was just like, Hey, by the way, did you know? And I'm like, I did not fucking know. Like I knew that yeah. it was coming back, but I had forgotten completely that it was here and now. Uh yeah, it's really, really good. It's really good. Yeah, I'm glad that it came. Uh, another show that I watched all of was American Horror Stories. I actually watched that previously, and I forgot to talk about it. How is this season? Because I remember last season we were like split, like half of them were good, half of them were bad. Well, there's only four episodes. They haven't released any more. I don't know if there's going to be any more. I think there's going to be ten total. Well, so far I've only seen four. Okay. Um, I mean, according to IMDb, it's just four. Really? Yeah. I thought last season, didn't we have like 10 or something? But eh, who knows? Uh, the last, the, the seasons one and two were, uh, let's see here. Seven, eight, and now four. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so anyhow, I watched season three. Like I said, there's only four episodes. Um, a lot of them are kind of cringeworthy. They're really not great, per se. 
Yeah. Episode one, bestie. There's some good moments. There's some really cringe, cringe, cringe moments. And um, yeah, it's it's a little odd. Uh, episode two, Daphne. That's pretty solid. That seems like it would be a um, uh, Black Mirror type episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoyed that one. Episode three, Tapeworm. That was okay. Okay. Um, but at the same time, just kind of, it was just there. Um, episode four, uh, episode four is pretty solid. It's, it's without, I'm not spoiling anything when I say this. It's a takeoff of the, uh, stolen organ storyline. Oh, okay. Yep. The old uh, urban and- legend. Yeah, and episode two, Daphne, it's like a, a, a take on a Alexa type device. Gotcha. Yep. Did you just trigger yours by saying that out loud? Say again? No, uh, no, no, no. I was I was wondering if I I wonder was wondering why it would. Uh <laughs> and it did not. Um yeah, so yeah, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't life-altering, mind-blowing, you know. Uh, there's definitely, like we said, there were some good episodes last season, even in the first season. You know, they're pretty split on some of the so how the episodes were good or bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Season one seemed to tie in more to the original, the the, the monthly series or the yearly series, um, and the episodes seemed to kind of tie in together a little bit more. Episode two, season two started spreading away, and I didn't recognize anyone in this season from the previous like shows. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, these seems all to be kind of like standalone. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. Um. I'll get to it eventually. It's definitely like I watched last season and was split on it. I, yeah, I'll I'll get to it. I'm. I wouldn't make it a priority. I mean, no. I, quite frankly, like I don't know. I just. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. All right. I'm not gonna lose any sleep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gen V. <laughs> Gen V. So when we last left off, there had been seven episodes, but you'd watch six. So you didn't see the big like crossover seventh episode where we got the uh, senator there who's running for vice president under Bobby Singer. Yeah. Yep. And we got Billy Butcher in a PS scene. And, and nope, that was and in the last episode, but that is oh, episode eight. I'm sorry. But I mean, we're talking about both of them, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, because episodes. So you said crossover. I immediately started thinking of the fact that we saw Homelander, yeah, and then yep. the credit we saw Billy Butcher. We saw um, in episode seven. We saw his handler, Butcher's handler, there from the CIA. Yep, yep, yeah. We saw her, um, and she calls him on the phone clearly. Uh, yep. uh yeah. So basically, Shetty. Her fa- remember the airplane from a few se- like the second season maybe whatever it was where the airplane crashes and Homelander and 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 King Queen Maeve and everybody they just leave everyone to die because they can't save everyone. 
Yeah, Maeve's like, I want to help people, and Homelander's yeah. like, leave them. Yeah, we can't save everybody. What, are we going to save a couple of people, let the rest die? No, they all need to die. Like, he's a shitty human being. Well, he's not a human being. He's a superhuman. Yep. Anyhow, um, Shetty's wife and uh, Shetty's husband and daughter were on that plane. Yep. And so Shetty is driven by revenge to destroy all soups because all soups. She is not she is not a summer good, summer bad. No, they all need to be stopped. They all need to die. They all need to be destroyed. They're all garbage. Yep. That's exactly it. And that's what she's trying to do. And that's why she's pushing this uh, researcher there to create a virus that will yep. be airborne and will kill soups. It's, it's basically like yep. a plague. You know, it looks like a cold at first, but then there's pustules and yep. causes organs shut down. And yeah, she wants an and, airborne. And, Sh- and Shetty's been playing cat the whole time, forcing cat to reset everyone's memories and and whatnot and, and just playing on her. And I can't tell, like, I think initially Shetty was just being manipulative and devious, but I think by the end, maybe she really did love Kat. But it didn't matter because Kat was basically, uh, how would you word that? Um, All humans deserve to die. She She took the Magneto approach, you know? Do you know what? That's yes. Yes. There you go. And by the end of it, she was assembling her brotherhood of evil mutants. Essentially. Um, she, she got the, it would have been one thing to rescue the test subjects from the forest. Um, but she decided, no, I'm not just going to rescue them. We're going to kill humans. We're going to fucking kill them because normal people who aren't soups are against us and it's us or them, which Yep. Has been brewing for a while, especially at the college. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing we learned prior to that in episode seven is that uh, Marie's blood powers are actually what the senator has been using to explode heads. Yeah, Newman. Uh, she she had they have they have the same powers. Yep. And upbringings. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so Marie's, you know, we find out in episode eight that she can also explode maybe just body parts because she did that guy's dick that time. Yep. Yep. And uh, then she does it with uh, Kate's arm, you know, because yep. she's she's going to try around. to catch Andre. Yeah. <coughs> yep. Um, um, I hated the ending. Yeah. Very ambiguous. Very, like complete nope, cliffhanger. It's not the, no, it's not the ambiguous. I hated the ending. Because it's just it just pissed me off so much because you have. All right. Cat is okay. It's plugged in. She ain't going sleeping mode like that. Cat is released the people from the woods. She has Sam. She's made Sam feel no pain. Sam is just murdering everybody and everything in sight. Um, As are the rest of the woods patients. Yes. And you have the other students like Jordan and and Marie and Andre and. Uh, cricket to an extent trying to stop the people from the woods and stop Sam and stop cat and everything else. And they're trying to save what's or nuts and, and Ashley and all the, and all the other VOD executives who are at the college trying to spin Luke's suicide and everything. Um, and so they, they call in a helicopter. So every, so like those, the four I'm talking about are helping them. Yep. And then, but it seems like through the whole time, 
you like because they also told like Ashley, they all called called everyone on the list and said, hey, if you kill all of these people from the woods and save us, you're going to be a member of the seven. Yep. We will instantly promote one of you to the seven. Yeah. The first one that saves us, basically. So they're saving them the best they can. All of them. Not because they want to be a member of the seven. It's the right thing to do. And that's when Homelander shows up and attacks Marine. Yeah. I hated that. I, I did. I thought that was the dumbest thing. Like he shows up and goes, how dare you attack your own kind? Like literally like that, that. And that's what pisses me off. Literally everybody saw the opposite. Yep. Everybody did. The, uh, well, because remember when we left the boys, you know, Homelander had decided that he's a God. He had decided that humans yeah. suck and, um, you know, normal people and most soups as well. But he basically is sick and tired of normal people. And that's why he was mowing them down or just killing them. Um, so, you know, he's definitely got the soup superiority thing like uh, Stormfront had. So when he comes yeah. down here. He I think he knew what was going on with, you know, Kate and Sam and the rest of them that were trying to kill normal people. He comes down and he sees a soup killing another soup. And he's like, kind of an animal, are you? Uh, because, you know, soups are all supposed to band together against the normal people. And right. yeah. I just, I hate like, you know, uh, Homeland zaps her with his eyes. We think she's dead, I guess. I don't know. She wakes up in a hospital room with Jordan, Emma, and Andre. <laughs> and the news is playing, conveniently enough, how they're all dead. And that Kat and Sam were all the heroes and that the four of them were all the ones that were attacking the school and everything. And yep. that's what pissed me off. Like that complete, that, that just annoyed the piss out of me. It really, cause like they're setting up that, I don't know. I just, it just annoyed me. I didn't like it. This is, this is that world though. That's the thing. Remember like yeah. at college, you were split into two things. Either you were going to be in the crime fighting side of things, or you were going to be yep. in the acting side of things where you're doing like yep. shows and PSAs and movies. Um, those are for right. the ones who weren't really crime fighters. And it was all about your numbers and your ranking and your Instagram followers. And you it's know, just, that's this that's whole hard world. for me to believe that the top two, three of the top 10 suddenly like, Turned on the school. You know what I mean? Like that is just, I don't know. It's just the whole thing. I just don't like it. Just don't I, like it. I, I, I'll watch the second season. I just don't like it. I, I get it. Um, remember what happened with Homelander and Starlight and how she basically came out to the world and then it still got twisted that Homelander was right. and She's wrong. And Yep. I hated that too. Yep. Um, so the way that it's set up now, there will be a second season, at least of Gen V. Um, the boys yeah. season four will be next. And that's going to play right off of this. We still don't know where the disease is. You know, Newman has the disease, the one, you know, sample of it <coughs> that is not airborne. Yes. Because she killed the guy that had it. Yep. And took it for herself. So maybe she's using that as a fail safe. Maybe she wants to use it on Homelander. Who knows? Um, I it thought it was be... interesting. Go ahead. I thought it was interesting that she revealed to um, Marie Marie her powers. Mm. 
Um, I think there's something more going on there. You know, she was her benefactor. Like she basically saw Marie, saw what she could do. And she's the one that pulled all these strings to get her into Godolkin. Um, I don't know if it's because they have such a rare power. uh, If she recognized something in it, it's certainly not a mother and daughter thing. Cause you know, we know Marie's parents, they were killed. Um, Yeah. She, they're, they're not siblings, but I think it's, she probably recognizes that this is an incredibly rare and stupidly powerful power. Like I would think that something like that could easily kill Homelander. You know, you could rip the blood out of his body. You could cause part of him to explode. And I think, I thought we were going to see some of that. I thought we were going to see her do something like that and not kill Homelander, but just like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like put him down. But, yeah, but then again, Homelander would just lose his mind because he's an insecure, narcissistic, baby <laughs> egomaniac baby man. So he would lose his mind. But yeah, yeah, I, I just it just annoyed me. Yeah. I enjoyed the series as a whole. I really enjoyed the whole show. Cricket's my favorite character in the in the series. Yeah, I really like her a lot. Oh, that was another thing. Uh, after Sam dumped her basically and they broke up and he like really put her down and was a piece of shit to her, she shrunk without yeah. throwing up. Yeah. Was it because she was crying? Was it because she felt so little? Like something happened I there. Don't know. But she was able to shrink without vomiting. So yep. that was cool. Yeah. Oh, and we also found out that Andre and his father basically have the same power and uh it's killing his father, probably killing him too, making micro yeah. lesions in his brain. Yeah. That's too bad. Yep. Oh, hell. Well, I watched three episodes of Loki. So you're all caught up? Yep. I'm all caught up. Did Did you understand what I was talking about at the end of episode four? Oh, remind me. Uh, the end of episode four was when um, uh, Victor Timely goes to walk out and turns the spaghetti instantly and the whole thing just explodes and yes and then like i said instagram erased everything they just left the one little miss minutes thing saying uh 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 access denied uh 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 access denied Uh, okay yeah um yes yes now it makes sense now that's right but i'm worried we only have one episode left to tie up everything that's been going on. Yeah. Well, they go to the 1893 world's fair where it shows miss minutes and Renslayer gave Victor timely in 1868, the TVI guidebook. Mm-hmm. Because that um, was he who remains his plan. Yes. Yes. This is the plan of he who remains. And then in 1893, some 25 years later, uh, we have Victor timely and he's got the guidebook and it's like, he has all these brilliant ideas but he can't do anything about it because he doesn't have the technology to do it. But he's essentially makes all these prototypes and rips people off and scams them with these things. Yep. (coughs) Which is an interesting Um, twist on that. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, So it's interesting how like Renslayer and Ms. Minutes, apparently Ms. Minutes is the, was the first, was an AI created by he who remains to play chess with him and then she advanced and essentially she's in love with him and uh-huh. 
that's how I read that one. Yes, very much so. So, um, Renslayer just basically wants to be, you know, his right hand. She wants a place at the table. Um, But Miss Minutes is more like there's actually some cattiness going on between the two of them because Minutes is in love with him and wants to be with him. Yeah. Uh, We get to the heart of TVA in episode four um, where Miss Minutes reveals to Renslayer that uh, she and he who reign, uh, well, she commanded his army. Mm-hmm. And uh, he like said, hey, we should run the TVA together. And then he had Miss Minutes erase everybody's memories. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting. Um, and he Ms. seemed Minutes and Renslayer get into about the TV- it. Say again. He seemed regretful about it. You know, he seemed like yeah, he was sad to be doing it, but at the same time. He still, still did it. Yep. Uh, he and Renslayer, I mean, Renslayer and, and Timely, like, they go talk to uh, um, um, I know who I want to talk about. The general and the all her men. Yeah. And she is there. She essentially kills them all. Yep. Because they don't want to join her side. And I like what she said. Think about it, Renslayer. We'd all rather die than join you. Except one. Except uh, uh, X5 there. Wolf. Wolf. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Docs and all her army, you know, they, they let themselves be crushed to death by Miss Minutes instead of joining her. So that was. Good. Here's a problem that I have with that. Yeah. Um, There was headlines popping up that said. Fans believe that this is the most that Loki contains the most gruesome scene in the MCU to date. No, it was all off anything. camera. Yeah, we didn't we didn't didn't actually see it. Yeah. So it bothered me that they were trying to hype it up like that. I'm like, that is not the worst because we didn't see shit. So you can claim that it's gruesome, but, you know, there's nothing to say that they actually all got their bodies compressed into. We didn't even see the aftermath. Like we didn't see guts and and blood or anything like that. So yeah, I, I saw like that. We saw other people enter the room and just go gasp basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So to me, you know, you and I, we've seen a lot of horror in our days. Um, yeah, I, I would not call this the most gruesome thing that has been in the MCU no. to date. And if it is, that's no, pathetic. Not, not even remotely. Um, so, yeah, so after um, Victor Timely spaghettis, <laughs> like you said, the temporal loom explodes. <coughs> and when we get to episode five science fiction, um, Mobius, sorry, Loki survives. But everyone's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the TVA headquarters again starts spaghetti. So he is, he starts time slipping again. And what's interesting is he hits different branches of the timelines where he finds Mobius, Hunter B-15, KC, and OB. Except they're in there. What would have been their original lives? Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Um, Mobius sells jet skis. Uh, Hunter B-15 is a doctor. 
Uh, Casey is now one of the people that escaped Alcatraz. Yeah. Um, and OB is a, a, a doctor who writes science fiction uh, on the side as a hobby. Um, and so one by one, he's like, hey, this is what's going on. And OB's like, oh, yeah, this makes perfect sense. I write science fiction, you know, this makes yeah. perfect sense. <laughs> yep. Um, he gets everyone to work together. And then Sylvie's like, no, you're doing this for you. Let people do what they want to do. This is where they're supposed to be. And so he's like, all right, never mind, everybody. Forget what I said. But then Sylvie's world gets spaghettied mm-hmm. and she goes to Loki. He was like, oh, yeah, okay, so yeah, we do need to do this. Uh, and then everyone gets spaghetti, but then apparently Loki figures out a way to control his time slipping by focusing on one person, and he, he says he can rewrite the story. Um, and then he time slips before the explosion. So we'll see what yeah. happens in episode six. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, it's great that he can control it somehow and then warps yep. himself back to right before I, I'm thinking it's right before Timely walks out there. But uh, I don't know. It, it, is this all happening because of the loom or is this going to be a new power that Loki has? Because they said that, Who you know, knows? different Lokis have different powers. You know, Sylvie has that ability to enchant, um, see their memories and then enchant them. So. Well, oh, uh, there was a, a very hilarious moment. Um, uh, shit, I know what I want to say. Oh, when they're like, well, if we reset it, we can get um, Miss Minutes out of the system if we reset it, because she was locking everyone else. But then that'll let people be able to use magic in the TVA. And Loki and Sylvia are like, reset it! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was real good. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the season as a whole so far? Short. It's, yeah. uh, it's good, but, um, I had sent you a couple of news articles that, you know, basically they had little, uh, th- there have been some stories that have come up from the MCU and, uh, you know, this has been short, and not bad, but yeah, like this is one of those shows that I want more of. It's the same thing with Ms. Marvel. You know, I want more of this and I'm not getting enough. It feels very yeah. compressed. Um, last yeah. time we were actually working towards a big bad. This time it feels like we're not. It feels like they're literally just um, filling time. You know, this this whole the big season. Bad. The big bad is trying to stop the, all the time branches from destroying the sacred timeline. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they pivoted this way because of everything going on with Jonathan majors, like they, they included him as Victor timely. Um, and they've got all the busts and everything like that, but they've even said, you know, one of those articles that I sent, you know, they specifically said that they were actually considering pivoting away from him and going into a direction of Dr. Doom instead of Kang the Conqueror because they weren't sure, you know, if they'll be even be able to still use him. So I'm wondering if they changed things up and they were like, okay, we still got to have it, but let's try to make it like my thought at the end of episode four, when timely stepped out there and spaghettied was, I thought, Oh, this is great. Now he is interspersing himself 
throughout every timeline, throughout every branched reality. This is how we get all of the Kangs. No, it seems like he was just ripped apart. And then maybe that's what it was originally. And they just pivoted to no, he was ripped apart. Yeah. So Um, it's okay. I love the show, but I think I completely forgot that like Ms. uh, The the uh, Marvels opens this week. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we're actually radar Friday night. I got a little notification. It was like, oh, the Marvels. And I was like, fuck. And I looked and fucking like lately, anytime that I've gone to the movies and I look to buy tickets, it's like packed. This one, not a seat taken. So we're going to get to sit way in the back row. We're going to go like seven o'clock on Friday. And nice. Yeah. Have a nice little date night. Nice. It's the shortest running Marvel movie yet, which is sad, but I I expect it'll be good because I really like all three of them in the different shows that they've been in. Yeah. I'm actually I I'm, I do want to see it. It does look good. I might yeah. try to see it, you know, at, at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I do I do want to see it. It does look good. Mm. So you said that you have not watched any more quantum leap. I have not watched any more quantum leap. No. Okay. You're going to, you just haven't. Yes. I just haven't. Yes. I do plan on it. So I want to tell you something about the most recent episode. It's kind of a spoiler, but not really, but kind of it. Basically it's something that I had to go look up and research because I was like, this sounds familiar. And I had to actually, you know, read into it, but Basically, in this fourth episode, we get reintroduced yep. to Beth Calavici, Al's wife. And oh, cool. It's the same actress who played her in the original series, which is even cooler. And I had forgotten because it's been a long time. So this was the original story was that Al met her. They fell in love. They they were you know, blindly smitten with each other. And then he went off to Vietnam and was a POW and they told her that he was dead. So she grieved, she moved on, which is just what's happening with, you know, Addison and Ben here. She grieved, she moved on, she found another guy. And when Al came back, he saw that she was with this other guy and he was like, I'm not going to interrupt that. I'm going to let them live their life. And I remember that. Yep. And then he ended up with four failed marriages after that. And but in the finale of the original series, it was revealed that Sam time traveled and told her Al's alive. He's a prisoner of war. Wait for him. So she did. Oh, That's right. That was that was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like I said, I was like, this seems familiar. So I had to look it up. So you will meet her again in the fourth episode. And this is the time corrected version the one who waited for him to come back from Vietnam, who stayed with him and they had four daughters together, including Janice who has been, you know, was instrumental in the first season. Okay. That's cool. I like that. I get that. So like I said, it's kind of a spoiler, but not really. It's just, it's history on the character that you're going to see there. And I think it's cool that they got the same actress to play her again. Oh, absolutely. So I always love it when they do that. Yep. Um, otherwise, yeah, uh, still a great show. I'm still very invested in it. Uh, but again, 
episode three, they posited something about the quantum leap accelerator. And I'm very interested to talk to you about that once you've watched it. Yes, I will. I will catch up maybe probably this week because like, um, it's November and very few new shows have actually started mm-hmm. uh, because of the strike, yep. which makes sense. Yep. The strike is still ongoing. And I saw mm-hmm. like a, a headline this morning that was like the studios make final offer. Yeah. And best like, and final. Yeah. It's almost, I, and here's the thing. It's like, someone's got a blink at some point, uh-huh. either the studios or the actors. And unfortunately what I think is might happen is, I don't know. I think the studios are going to win. It's starting to seem because, that way. Because guess what? We'll just go film movies with American actors or in- people speaking English in other countries and call it a day. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll do. We'll just go film movies elsewhere and call it a day. We just yeah. won't use SAG actors or, you know, people have to be scabs or cross the picket lines or whatever it is you want to call it. Like, you know, people can only go so long not being paid. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, there, there's some actors like Denzel Washington, Tom Cruise, et cetera, that have enough money. They don't need to worry about it, but there's mm-hmm. a lot more actors out there that are on the way other spectrum of it. And like, mm-hmm. if they're not working, they're not getting paid and they got to do something. Mm-hmm. Cause there's only so much in that screen actors guild fund to pay people. Yeah. yeah. They've been striking for how long now? It's been quite a while. I mean, even the writers have come to an agreement. Yes. You know? Yep. 114 days. Oof. It's a long time. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Saw saw an episode of Naked Attraction the other night where uh, it was very uh, creepy, but they uh, the girl picked this guy and she's like, "Yep, this is the one. We're going to go out on a date." And you know, we called it. We were like, "Oh yeah, she's definitely going to go for this guy." She commented on this. They went out on a date and it was the worst date. And like they filmed the whole thing because basically he's like he's hungover. And she's like, well, what time did you get in? He's like, uh, six. And she's like, six a.m. You made that choice. And he's like, yeah, well. And it turns out that he basically um, got done filming, went out, got drunk, met another girl, hooked up with her, and then showed up the next day at his date with this girl and told her this. And she's like, he's like, yeah, well, I am what I am. And you either like me or you don't. And she's like, I don't. So then they actually filmed the, you know, three weeks later where they check in with him and he showed up. (laughs) She's just sitting there on the couch like. And like she was completely mean to him and he's like, yep, fair enough. She's like, I want a a guy who's going to be honest and uh, who's going to be a man about things. And he's like, so basically not me. And she's like, yeah, basically not you. Fair enough. Uh, did you see that? And I, I'm jumping back. Did you see that CBS is airing UK ghosts? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, cause they don't have anything to air. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, you had to watch it on HBO Max at first, but now CBS is going to be like, yeah, why not? Um, yeah, it's 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 only okay. Yeah. I still want to okay. check it out, but yeah, it's not it's not as good as the U.S. I say it's not as good as the U.S. version because that's what I watched first. So then I right. went to watch the U.K. version. The big glaring thing the U.K. version is missing is Sam's husband. I can't think of his name. Jay. Jay. Yeah, Jay. Jay is such an amazing character on the show. Yeah. With how he accepts <laughs> everything. Just so like, oh, OK. Uh, and the, the U.K. version is desperately missing that. Oh, that's in too my bad. opinion. Um, so Kate and I were talking the other day, are we going to watch? So the curse of Oak Island comes back tomorrow, November 7th. Oh, and we were like, are we going to bother to watch that? Mm. Yeah. Cause you guys really fell out of that. Oh, uh, we used to love the show so much, but the last two seasons were so not good. Yeah. And so we're, we're on, we, we probably will at least give it a go. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we're not sold, sold. Yeah, that's too bad. I uh, did you uh, did you watch any? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say we watched a little more Doctor Who. Um, I said, did you watch any Doctor Who? Yep. Come to the realization, uh, I think we've talked about this before, but you know it's really becoming more and more prominent that basically the biggest problem with Chibnall's run. I mean, there's been a lot of problems with Chibnall's run, but the biggest problem yeah. is that in with other showrunners there was so much sci-fi and fantasy. Um, They threw in some realistic stuff, some real people, you know, Richard Nixon, Winston Churchill, um, you know, there was always that, but with Chris Chibnall, it feels like everything has to be rooted in current earth times or, you know, they have to do a complete historical thing like the Rosa Parks episode or the, um, uh, Nikola Tesla episode, you know, where it's like, yes, here is an actual snippet of this person's life and everything that happened with them. Then when they get into the sci-fi ones, like we just watched Praxius the other night, which should have been good. It should have been awesome. Three completely unrelated events from around the globe that, you know, somehow are all linked to each other. Um, And it turns out by the end of it, you're like, what the fuck, Chibnall? Because the whole message here is that, there's a a virus that feeds on plastics and, you know, it made its way to Earth because Earth has so many plastics and we're over inundated with them. And there's microplastics in all of our bodies. And, you know, there's garbage patches of plastics out in the ocean. So it becomes very preachy and very much like, oh, this is your current world, you know, and you need to fix these things that more episodes of that than any other doctor I can think of where it's like, this is your current world and you need to do this. Like waters of Mars talked about humans and their need for, you know, colonizing and and not understanding and drilling down into the ice and stuff like that. But it was still a sci-fi bent on it. These ones, it feels more like the sci-fi goes in the background and the rest of it is like a political message or an environmental message or, and, it's too preachy. It's way too preachy. Doctor who can give you realism without being preachy. I've, I have, I will, I have did not. Wow. I can't think of the words. I did not dislike the Jodie Whittaker years at all. I didn't dislike them. Mm-hmm. However, 
when you and I talk about our favorite who episodes or the most memorable moments, it doesn't usually involve her storylines. It does not. No. And it's not her. It's, it's the storylines. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I thought she was phenomenal. I just don't think she was giving great storylines. And we, we agree on that. You know, Julia said the same thing. You and I have talked about that. It, she was a great doctor. Her companions were awesome. Like I remember in the beginning, Julia's like, I don't like Graham. I, I think that he shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. And then we hit an episode and she's like, okay, I like Graham now. He's great. And I'm like, yeah, they, they do a good job. They grow on you. Um, well, I like the relationship of Graham and um, Ryan, Ryan, because he treats him like it's his grandson, even though him, they weren't together from my perspective. They were not together very long at all. Correct. Maybe and, like a year or you two. Know, maybe. Yeah. But like he loves Ryan. He's the best. And, you know, he wants to take care of him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Teach you how to ride a bike. Yeah. Oh, and when he goes toe to toe with Ryan's dad and he's like, you're useless. You were never here for him. You better correct that. You know? Yeah. Get out there and do something right. So, yeah, we're still pushing through because, you know, we're going to have to one of these weekends just binge. Just like binge the crap well, out of it. We're only 19 days away. I know. And we've still got a season and a half, essentially. <sighs> and granted, the last season was the six part um, series. And oh God, what was it? I wanted all I can think of now is Praxius because that's what that was. But um mm-hmm. It's the six part flux. That's what it was. Flux. Yeah, flux. And then three yeah. specials and then gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the worst regeneration line of any of the doctors so far. Oh, what was it? Whoever you're about to be, tag, you're it. Grown. Yeah, that, was bad. that was pretty bad. Yeah. So. Looking forward to this. Very much so. I've I've re-listened to the uh, the orchestra playing the Doctor Who theme, and it's mm. just the new one. Oh my god! I, I know it'll come up in news later, but emotions. since we're talking about it, yeah, um, just bring it up now. Yeah, yeah. Russell T Davies has has gone on to talk about his upcoming seasons. He said that his season, that the first one, is going to be season one. So essentially they're treating it like when Christopher Eccleston showed up on the scene and they were like, no, this is new who this is ground zero. So he's treating this the same way. He's like, this is not the 14th season. It is season one. Um, And he's got four seasons of stories. Yep. Uh, And he has confirmed that the, they are keeping the timeless child uh, storyline. So good, bad or indifferent. That's that's now going to be canon. The the timeless child is going to be canon. I don't know if they're going to adjust it or if they're going to change it or um, go even further in depth on it. Or they might just say, yeah, it's canon and we'll never talk about it again. Um, but no matter what, he has said, yeah, I'm I'm basically not about going in and undoing somebody else's work. So kudos to him for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I say, yes. I mean, 
I'd rather have them not retcon it, I guess, or destroy what it was. But um, the reality is we got away from the number of regenerations allowed because of, of uh, you know, we've already done that. But I actually, I did really enjoy the, the storyline of like, oh, you know, uh, the doctor was special and all the other time loans were created because we extracted her DNA or the doctor's DNA, et cetera, et cetera. I, I liked that story. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, any more TV shows? Just Invincible. Oh, Adam Eve. Yes. Yes, the the one-off, the one-shot <laughs> special, the prequel of Adam Eve. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Thought it was unnecessary. Okay. Go on. I didn't dislike it by any means, but unless it somehow ties into season two, um, it just seemed unnecessary. Like I didn't need to see her backstory. It was literally like a comic book one shot yes. where it was just like, Hey, it tied you over into the, you know, or whatever it is like, Oh, here's, here's a secondary story with this character, but we're just doing one episode. We're doing one issue, if you will. And it's her origin story. So that way now, you know, her origin story about, you know, how she was created in a lab. And the doctor that created her was like, I must save her. And, you know, got her off with another couple who raised her. And then she slowly discovered her powers on her own and then instantly became a superhero, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, And could instantly had great fighting skills and then fights her other family. And I I don't know. I just. uh, Yeah, I didn't dislike it by any means. I just didn't. Didn't really think it was necessary. It's not the Adam Eve show. Okay. What'd you think? Uh, I loved it. Um, yep. I thought, you know, you're right. This is about Invincible. Um, I'm a sucker for a good origin, and I thought this was a great origin. Um, we had seen a lot of glimpses in season one of Eve's uh, troubled home life. Like when we met her, she was already an established hero and could basically do anything. And it was very interesting. Like she seemed super powered, like she was more powerful than Omni-Man or Invincible. And uh, so I was always interested in, you know, where does she come from? More so than like Rexplode or um, Monster Girl or anybody like that. Robot, I'm kind of interested in, but we kind of got more of his backstory when we discovered, you know, that he had the Maulers creating this new body and, but it, uh, it really, <clears throat> I loved it. I thought it was sad. I, I want to know why her dad was such a dick because yeah, that seemed unnecessary. Like he it, was just an asshole, I guess in life. Yeah. Like there was no need of it. It wasn't like, so we had that whole thing where, um, you know, basically they thought they'd lost their child and they had their child died. And this doctor kind of snuck her in there so that she could, you know, but if that had been the thing, he also said, sorry. Well, I was going to say, if, if this dad knew that, like if he was told, um, this isn't your daughter, but you should raise her, then you could kind of understand him maybe having a bit of an attitude. Like, you know, I lost my child for you, but that wasn't the case because this, guy believed this was his daughter 
Right. For all intents and purposes, he had no reason to believe that this was not the child his wife just gave birth to. Because when they're in the hospital and they're all bawling their eyes out, he's like, sometimes bad things happen to good people. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to justify or, or, or rationalize what happened to them. Yeah. But yet he seems to hate her with a passion. Yeah, he's just he's a complete dick all the time. Like even eating part of her um birthday cake. Like yeah. why? But then again, <laughs> but then again, but the but also maybe the dick dickness started picking up because of her misbehavior. Mm-hmm. And he's just sick of it. He's just sick and tired of her being a little shit. Maybe. I mean that that could be it as well. You know, he's just tired of her being a little shit. I don't know, obviously. Yeah. But. But that it could be just simply that. I felt it was unnecessary, but, you know, if that's his character, because that's the thing is when we watched season one of Invincible, it was the same kind of thing. Like she, her dad constantly hated her. He was constantly a dick to her. And I don't know if we established in this season if they knew she had powers. Like, did she? Do they know an invincible? I know in this episode, this one-off, we know that she. They wow. They don't know she's got powers, but does she? Do they know by the time Invincible rolls around? Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing is she's fighting with her dad regularly, and he's like, I hate that you're a superhero. I've hated it since the first day you okay. told us about this, and you know, I want you to be a normal person. Why can't you just be normal? Okay. That's right. Yeah. Oh. I think that's it, though, for shows. I, like I said, I thought it was great. Um, But it's definitely not for everybody. I I just I didn't find why it was necessary. I I enjoyed it. I just, you know, I think that him and Eve are going to get together in the second season. I think that she's going to become a bigger part of this. And so it helps. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. And maybe it does. I do like the like in where what was I'll give the name. What's Invincible's name? Gary. Doug, it, the David. Mark, Mark, and where was Mark during this? I could be tape man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was cute. Um, there's always those little PSs that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Did you watch any movies? Uh, one movie. I oh, yeah, what movie. Did you watch? Uh, we watched Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? Fucking dog shit. Oh, come on. I fucking hated this movie. This was awful. Um, I I get that you liked it because you got to watch your son geek out over it. I'm wondering yeah. if he hadn't been there, like if he was out of the room, if you went and watched this in the theaters, if you would have had the same reaction. Because Oh, probably not. 
I was in a very mentally distressed way too from all yes. the weeks events and everything else going on. Like, yeah, I just enjoyed snugging on my couch with my son, my eight year old having a bowl of popcorn and watching him geek <laughs> out over a movie that he was excited to see. It's really the first time he's been excited to see second time, like a new movie. Like he knew Sonic two was coming out. Couldn't wait to see it. You know, he knew this was coming out. Couldn't wait to see it. Like we had a little secret plan Friday night when it's on, we're going to stay up. We're going to watch it. Like, that that's that's why I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is we've talked about that in the past where sometimes even a bad movie like Pieces, Pieces is a terrible movie, but oh, it's garbage. We loved it. But we had so much fun with it sitting in the drive in joking about yeah. it like it was amazing. Um, This one, this was a terrible movie like the plot holes, the the storyline. Nothing made sense. Um. There were so many problems that I had with it. I mean, was she really a cop? I mean, she seemed to be working every single night, but she also, like, didn't respond to any calls. She was the only officer yeah. on duty. Yeah. I was questioning her, the, the the reality of her being a police officer, except she did come to speak to him over the break-in. Uh-huh. But it was the break-in of the her dad's place so was yeah she really a cop or not yeah she should have been recused from that one um the, yeah so i the, did i did question that the horror aspects of it weren't horrible um mm. they they really stretched it by making sure that the finale happened on the fifth night of his employment because you know five nights at freddy's five nights at freddy um don't under, okay the the main character was a piece of shit this kid like, yes, he looked away as a small boy and his brother got kidnapped and he regrets that. I get it. That yep. sucks. You know, that's traumatizing. But his, his wife died. More trauma. His wife died. Yeah. Um. Do, does he spend countless nights? No, was it his wife? Because that girl there was his sister, not his daughter. Oh, that's right. His, his yes, I'm sorry. His died somewhere died. Off, off camera that they never really talked yes, about. His parents um, died. I apologize. Yeah. So those would be the only people who would still hold him accountable for that. And they didn't like they were upset, but they also like it, it sounds like they kind of that. Well, they basically dad took off and mom went into depression, but they still managed to have another child. Um, obviously years later, because I would say uh, a long time later, cause it's a young girl. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but he basically spends every night taking drugs so that he can sleep and lucid dream and try to remember, um, more details about his brother being kidnapped, uh, to the point where he endangers his sister multiple times, um, purposely sleeps on the job like he he has no redeeming qualities he's a piece of shit he is literally only concerned with trying to figure out anything else about his brother's abduction from like 20 something years ago um that he can't do anything about at this point it's like the only thing that he cares about in life which is to me a piece of shit move i mean you're not wrong um his his sister there, she's a little touched. Uh, we've got the whole plot about that eventually comes out that this guy kidnapped these kids 
we're going to we're going to assume molested them. They never come out and say that, but you know, he obviously kept them alive. Um, and then when the cops came looking for these missing children, he stuffed their bodies into the animatronic suits. Um, yes. and then, and then wore an animatronic suit himself so that he could control them, but there was no control in it. It was all based on one child's drawing on the wall. And all they had to do was rip that drawing down and put a different drawing so that all the animatronic ghosts went, oh, he's really the enemy. Thank God you colored that picture for us to show us. Now we can turn against him. Dude, everything yes. about this sucked. That plot point was a little on the weak side, wasn't it? <laughs> all of the plot points were on the weak side. Like, like I said, this cop, she's apparently the only cop that works. And she would get radio traffic and be like, I have to go. But like... When he was injured, she took him to, what did she say, like a police bunker or something that looked yeah. like it hadn't been touched in decades, but had medical supplies and ammo and stuff. I, you've been in law enforcement for 20 years. Do they have little police bunker outposts? I mean, yes and no. So the Somerset County Sheriff's Office in the town of Jackman does have like a remote station there where the officers can stop in, do reports, use the bathroom, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So, I mean, yes and no. Okay. So, but not, not, a, not a, in general, no. As, okay. a, as a general rule of thumb, that's a big N-O. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like, I was excited to watch this. Julie was excited to watch this. And by the end, we we're both like, why are we fucking watching this? Like, and it yeah. keeps dominating at the box office. I don't get it. Um, kids. Kids. Kids yeah. love it. It's, it's PG-13, I realize. But that may be even a misrating. Like, it, maybe it should just be PG, quite frankly. It's probably yeah. PG-13 because it deals with death. And, and there is you that know? one fox that, like, claws him and he gets a cut on him. Yes, yes. And and she but gets deals, stabbed. It, it, Yep. Yes. Yes. She gets and stabbed it, it in the gut. Talks and... to... Go ahead. It openly discusses like the murder of people. Yeah. So I can see why they would they would question it and and uh, and whatnot or give it a high rating. The PG rating, PG thirteen yeah. rating. I mean, because it does acknowledge the death of people. Right. Okay. Yeah. I. I'm glad that there are people out there enjoying this, especially kids. Good for them. Uh, for me, yeah. this was a hard POS. Like, th- but again, this was, for me, watching it with Wesley, like totally in the state of mind I was in and everything else, like it was, it was just the best. And, it was and, just like such an amazing day. <laughs> I think I actually said that to Julie afterwards. I was like, she's like, did Mike hate this? And I was like, no, she, he loved it. And she goes, why? And I said, because I think it was the specific scenario that he was in. You know, he was with his son who was geeking out about it. He got to see, you know, the same passion that we have when we see movies that we like. He saw that in his son. You know, it was a proud moment for him. So they had a bonding moment. They enjoyed it. I said, so, yeah, I totally get that. It was two days after Lewiston, the Lewiston I'd been at work basically for 50 something hours straight. It felt like, like there was a lot 
There was yeah. a lot that went into that. There was a lot of factors involved in that. I'm just going to say this right now. Don't watch it again. Like, don't <laughs> be like, I'm just going to throw this on some night because it'll yeah. shatter all of that for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. Uh, you I watched a movies? documentary called Fries. It's about French fries. Okay. <laughs> Made me want to eat French fries. It was pretty good. It just like apparently French fries started as their fritz in Belgium. And they called them French fries because when the soldiers came back from the war, they assumed they were because the Belgium spoke French that part. So, like, that's kind of where they got the French fries name. Wow. So if they had been accurate all these years, we would have been calling them Belgian fries. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, and then it just showed the history of how they got from Belgium to France to England, how popular became the fish and chips and how Belgians love their fucking mayonnaise with fries and this and that. It just, it just dives into the French fries, the history of French fries and what are the best fries, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe you want to eat fries. It was, it was fun. Um, I started, but have not finished a second documentary that I probably will finish maybe even tonight. It's on, uh, it's on HBO max. I think it's on HBO max. It's about the wiggles. Okay. The Australian children's musical group slash TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just threw it on because I was like, oh, this might be interesting how they got started, where they're at and everything. Just because I was working on some work related stuff and I threw it on. I got sucked in. Um, I experienced a false nostalgia as I did not grow up on the Wiggles because I am 44 years old. But then again, they started in 1991, technically. So, I mean, I would have been 12, still too old for them. Uh, Kanan and Addison love the Wiggles, especially Kanan. And we watched the Wiggles ad nauseum all the time. So, like, I know all the songs. And they're really not bad songs and everything. So, it's funny because it was just so I've enjoyed so far listening to how the group came together, how they started, how they came up with some of their songs. Uh, we haven't, I've only about halfway through because I do know at some point, like they started leaving, but like Anthony, the blue wiggle has always kind of been there. And like right now, I guess, I don't know. I haven't watched the wiggles in forever, but there's two girls in the group of the four and, um, or woman, I mean, and so over time, different people have come in and, and taken over that role because, kids love the wiggles and the songs don't change just the people singing the songs change um but it was interesting because they were showing clips from a concert that was clearly either filmed at the beginning of this year or end of last year or whatever it was and there are no kids in the audience it's in sydney it's a giant sold out arena it is full of adults who with gusto are singing along to the songs it's hilarious Hmm. because it's the original four you know, the people they grew up with, if you will, or their kids grew up with. And so like, kind of like me, like, I'm not saying I'd go to a Wiggles concert or anything, but mm-hmm. like, so I don't know. I'll be, I'll be, I'm, cu- I'm curious to finish it. I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. Good. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Did you watch any other movies? Nope. Uh, okay. Um, I watched two more. Um, I wa- Kate and I watched uh, Haunting in Venice, the new Agatha Christie, oh. Agatha Christie. Yeah, 
Yes, so we actually did watch that. We did watch that. I oh, thought we'd okay, watch perfect. the second one. Yeah. Um. So that's that is the third movie that this actor's done as uh, Hikio Perot. I won't give away too much because it just got on Hulu Friday and it's Monday. You, you mean um, the guy who also directed it? Yeah. Kenneth Branagh. Kate. Kate did not know there was two other movies, so we're gonna go find those and watch them. Oh, nice. Because I think they're great. You Burn know? on the Orient Express was my favorite. Yes, yes. Of the three, that I agree with that. Especially but I think they're the great. Oh. oh, yeah, the reveal is really good. Um, we enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, a nice murder mystery with a little supernatural element <coughs> tied to it. Yep. Yeah. Um, little little Harry Houdini, uh, seance, uh, <coughs> revealing type of stuff. Yes. That part of it really felt like uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I I gotta go back and watch those movies. They're really good. Me too. Well, it was interesting because the mother in this one was uh, Watson's fiance in. Wait. Oh yeah. 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 Mary. I almost feel like like I, I know I watched one other movie, but I almost feel like I watched more. I just can't. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. We got to the end of Haunting in Venice, and I was like, it said, you know, a Kenneth Branagh film. And I was like, you know, that was the guy who played Poirot. And she's like, really? She, he directed and started? And I was like, yeah, this is his third one. I was like, he also happened to be the director. I mean, he's been a director of a lot of stuff. But I was like, he was also the director of uh, um, Thor, the original Thor movie. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I should have mentioned he was Gilderoy Lockhart, too. In uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, I, I watched. Remember the movie I talked about last week? Um, oh shit! What's it called? Where well, where, where evil lurks? Yes. The very really twisted Argentinian movie in Spanish about uh, possession is a thing. It's in this town. People deal with it, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So my buddy uh, Brandon, who pointed that movie out to me. Uh, he noticed that the director had another movie on Shutter uh, called Terrified. Okay. So I watched that. It is disturbing. Holy cow! Like this guy's really good at creating very disturbing films using non-traditional ways of them being disturbing. Hmm. Okay. Um, this involved like um a haunted house, I guess, or not even a haunted <coughs> house. Uh. Um, it involves spirits and uh, more supernatural elements, and it was, yeah, it was, it was good. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. Hmm. Okay. I don't. I'm not gonna spoil it. Just it's on Shutter. Go watch this. Go watch uh, Where Evil Lurks. They're both very good. They're both different, real good spins on horror movies. Go check it out. Okay. trailers and whatnot yeah um there was a little bump of them oh, i'd sent you a a tiktok a <laughs> i sent you a tiktok time. because they uh we got to see that last season in the boys when they had that scene where um what's his name there goes yeah. to the orphanage yep. to adopt a child uh marie moreau was on the screen yeah that was a nice little uh well, spoiler, you know what I mean? Talk yeah. about foresight, yeah. 
So I watched all these trailers, but I'll be damned if I'm going to remember all of them. You don't uh, remember Good the trailer for Good Burger 2? <laughs> yeah, Good Burger 2. That's pretty obvious. Um, why? I don't know, especially at this point in life. Like, yeah. Good Burger was the 90s. Who fucking cares now? I I Maybe there's some kids out there that are going to be super pumped. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Um, what is this? Stamped? stamped from the beginning. Stamped from the beginning. It's a, uh, it's based on a book. It's uh, anti-racism, uh, black women's plights. Looks good. Uh, the definitive history of racist ideas in America, a nonfiction book about race in the United States. Yep. I, okay, hold on. I watched a documentary called Civil War. That's on Peacock, and it's a documentary okay. somebody made now, looking at the Civil War in the United States in the 1860s and how people still, how it's affecting people today still in 1919 and 2023. Yep. And um, it's interesting. I don't. I, I don't want to misquote it. It's very interesting. Um. One of the people I've heard it referred to as the war of Northern aggression. Cause the North came down here, as they say, the North came down here, the South, cause they didn't want to let us go. And someone in the documentary referred to it as the war of Southern independence. Uh, that was interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just shocking to me how many there's so, how many, there's so many point of views uh, that different people have about the civil war still today, mm. 160 years later. Yeah. It's wild. Man, manodrome. I don't, is this like a version of, is this like a, from the mind of fight club? It seemed that way, except not so profound or like, like a Ken wrote this. <laughs> I get the reference. Uh, Ralphie, a New York Uber, dri- Uber driver, is struggling to make ends meet with his pregnant partner, Sal. Ralphie is introduced to the intense all male self help group by a friend. And after suffering a breakdown, he descends into madness. Yeah. I think it's funny he's an Uber driver instead of a cab driver because yep. it's 2023. <laughs> um. <laughs> sent you the poster for Tim Travers and the Time Traveler's Paradox. Felicia Day, Joel McHale, Danny Trejo, and Keith David. Yes, I will watch this. Um, basically, yeah, I don't know what it's about. I'm just going to watch it. It's it's a guy, Tim, who tries to do the most extreme version of the grandfather paradox, which was the whole, you know, if you were to go back and kill your grandfather, then you'll never exist. So how could you have done it? And it yes. creates a paradox. Yep. He does this by creating a time machine that will let him go back one minute in time to kill his younger version of himself. So then if that version is dead, he shouldn't be able to go back. And it says uh, it starts off with Tim trying to create a paradox, but ends up in a profound, illogical and hysterical journey to find himself. I'm so fucking there. This sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm good with it. Uh, Then I sent you the red band trailer for divinity. What the fuck? So in an otherworldly human existence, scientist Sterling peace Pierce. Dedicated his life to the quest for immortality, solely creating the building blocks of the groundbreaking serum named Divinity. 
Jackson Pierce's son now controls and manufactures his father's once benevolent dream into a malicious nightmare. I don't I don't know. It looks like they're trying to launch some kind of high thinking, highbrow sci-fi, and it's all black and white. I don't care. It I didn't see anything in this that made me excited. And the fact that its headlining actors are Bella Thorne and Steven Dorf really doesn't do anything for me. Same. Um, uh. <laughs> freelance is at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cool. Yikes. <laughs> Poor John this Cena. Like, yeah. Yeah, this was part of the whole Marvel's MCU like backup plans. I don't know. Yeah, the uh, reviving Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson's Iron Man and Black Widow. Yeah. That would Basically, we fucked ourselves so hard. Let's go back to the basics and bring back the original Avengers. I also read that uh, there's allegedly that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Tom Holland's Spider-Man are going to be the face of Secret Invasion. Hmm. Interesting. Secret Wars. Secret yeah, Wars. Yeah. Secret Wars. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is Disney Plus December 1st, so I'll finally watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mortal Kombat 1 official Omni-Man gameplay trailer. Cool. Looks cool. <laughs> I love that. Like you said, he, they have his uh, his fatality is from the show. Yeah. Yeah, the whole uh, subway train holding Mark up and letting it rip through him. and Yeah, that's his fatality. Uh, they did a good job. They even got the voice actor, J.K. Simmons, to do him, I believe. Yep. You sent me a trailer to something called the Holiday Shift. Yeah, another the rules. N- another Christmas rom rom com. You know you want it. No, I don't. It's on the Roku channel. Pass. Okay. <laughs> genie with pass. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Why she, she plays a genie in a bottle who's uh-huh. apparently been in there for over a hundred years. Two thousand years. I do like 2000 years um so she doesn't know anything she the person gets unlimited wishes the three wish things the misnomer i do like it's christmas who oh we celebrate jesus christ's birth mary's kid yeah well it turns and out he was the like, son well, of god oh i thought he was messing around yeah oh so he was he was he was right about that oh, okay i thought that was funny yep um the shepherd with john travolta and ben Radcliffe. um so I, this is essentially a book about a guy that goes to fly over the North Sea and he gets lost in the fog and then somebody guides him home, the shepherd, and it turns out it's a guy that's been dead. The trailer ruined the entire movie. That was the yeah. entire movie. Yeah. That's the plot of the movie. What literally else is there to know? Uh-huh. In fact, didn't Doctor yeah. Who do an episode of that, a Christmas episode of that, except for they also added the twist in the end that they let dad like come through time and be alive because his plane had been shot down. But you know, it was yeah. the, uh, the widow, the witch in the wardrobe. Yeah. <coughs> yes. Yes. Uh, biopic. It looks like Braun, the impossible formula one story. Yeah. Got Keanu. Um, I think it's more of a documentary than anything. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, a series on Hulu, not yep. a movie. So 
which there's probably a lot of history behind it. So that makes sense. Yeah. I'll probably check out at least the first episode. Um, I'm all in on the Shogun series. Mm. If they can do it like they've been doing. Uh, so it's an FX series. And if they can yep. do like they've been doing with uh, what we do in the shadows. So they allow some extra blood, some extra, you know, yes. cursing. I think they will because they do that with uh, Fargo, American Horror Story, American Horror Stories. Like, yeah. Yeah. Family switch, Jennifer Garner and Helms. No. It's basically Freaky Friday, except for dad and son and mom yeah. and daughter all switch. Right. Ass. Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. All right. So I have never once asked for a Planet of the Apes movie. I am not <laughs> a Planet of the Apes movie diehard fan, if you will. Same. But I'll be honest when I say this new run, not the Mark Wahlberg 2003 one, but this new run. I've actually enjoyed each one. Like I've, mm-hmm. I don't like, oh, I can't wait to watch it. But it's like, oh, I'm gonna check it out. Oh, it's a decent flick. Mm. I've, I've, I've actually enjoyed each one. So mm-hmm. this will be interesting because, um, not Cornelius Caesar was killed in the last one. Mm-hmm. He was the main protagonist for those three movies. This is supposed to be his son, I think it is Cornelius. I think so. so we'll see what happens from there. <coughs> Fall Guy trailer that looks great. That looks really good. Yeah, like that actually looks really decent. Isn't that, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that by the uh, John Wick director? I don't know, but I know it's, a, you know, a 1980s TV show. Yeah, well, and I, no, it's from David Leach. Okay, director of Bullet Train. I thought that it was, um, yeah. He did Drive and Bullet Train. Yep. And he's a real life stuntman himself. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, and the producer uh, of John Wick, Nobody in Violent Night. Yeah. So oh, he was a producer. Okay, yeah, there you go. How to become a mob boss on Netflix. I don't, I, I have nothing this. Documentary. Yeah. It's a documentary covering different mob bosses, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, shit. I told you, Kane and I already watched all of the season of uh, yes of uh, Jonesy. Yeah, uh, Boy Swallows Universe. What? This looks okay. So the trailer starts off just looking like some white trash family in the '80s or whatever, um, and then it gets dark and I don't know. It says it's adapted it's an from Aust- an iconic novel. Uh, boy doing his best to hold his fractured family together in 18, 1980s Brisbane. Um, yeah, it's an Australian coming-of-age television series based on the semi-autobiographical novel by Trenton Dalton. Yep. When boyhood innocence yep. collides with brutal adult world. Yeah, it's yep. it looks yep. dark. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> yes. Both Letterkenny and Lois and Superman are ending after this season. Yep, yep. That wasn't what I was like. Okay. Oh, a creature was stirring. Yep. You're welcome. The rules. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's Chrissy Metz, you know, fresh off of her success on The Last of Us or not The Last of Us. uh, This is us. Yeah. Yeah. Way to downgrade yourself. Yeah. Now she's playing a mother whose daughter is like psychotic or possessed or something. And yeah, Looks, looks awesome. It looks so good. I sent you the trailer to Kane. 
Yeah, you sure did. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, it looks decent though. Eh, it looks. I okay. think it does. Benny works for an old school crime boss. Abe. Abe has multiple personalities and is in a gang war with notorious Frankie. Kane is the deadliest of Abe's personalities. The next twenty four hours will be killer. Today is a good day to die. That's the tagline. But you actually have two different actors playing the same person. Which is and, cool. Yeah. And it depends on like who is he right now? Is he Kane or is he Abe? Get it, Kane and Abel. Mm-hmm. Uh when he's Abe, he looks like a mild mannered guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh hair slicked back, almost like a skinny Michael Shannon, I don't know. Uh <laughs> and then when he's Abe, uh I mean when he's Kane, he's like a, a big burly bearded badass. Yep. Um, I actually think it looks pretty solid. I'm yeah. I'm interested in checking it out. Um, at some point. That was one of those. I watched one of your trailers and then auto played that one after it, and I was like, oh, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Nice. I you said the trailer for Echo. Yeah. Yep. Looks great. Does look great. I uh, like the King look of it. prominent in it. Yeah. Um, she's not going to have any superpowers unlike her comic nope. book character. So, oh, okay. But, and they confirm that, yes, she is a villain. She is not going to be a hero in this. She is a villain. So cool. Um, Monarch, the legacy of monsters. I did not watch this. It's a, I believe it's a documentary and it's about Godzilla. Um, Actually, I think this is a TV series that's coming to Apple Plus. Yeah. A uh, docuseries, correct? No. No, it's not. Following the thunderous series. battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco, shocking revelation the monsters are real. Monarch Legacy of Monsters tracks two siblings following in their father's footsteps to uncover the family's connection to the secretive organization known as Monarch. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, Why didn't I think a this was TV a documentary? Hmm. I don't know. But this is a live action TV show uh, based that's is set inside the monarch, the, 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 you know, the universal monster, not universal monsters, the monster verses are calling it, but it's monarch. And it looks, I didn't watch it because I didn't want to, because I oh, want okay. to watch the show. Hmm. I really yeah. wish it wasn't on Apple plus because there's not enough. I want to watch on there to want to subscribe to Apple plus for a long period of time. <laughs> so I just need to wait for it to all be up so I can watch it. Now that uh silo and Ted Lasso are, done well ted lasso permanently done so january 12th 2024 is when the last episode of monarch is going to be up so in january i'll get a month so Mm -hmm. i can watch it yep that makes sense um basically we know that november 25th is going to be the star beast uh for doctor who december 2nd wild blue yonder december 9th the giggle that's our 60th anniversary celebration right there yep and that's awesome. Three weeks in a row. You, yep. And I'm very excited for that. I, I love Doctor Who. I cannot wait. Yep. Um, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Love that we're getting David Tennant back, even if it's only for the three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, you sent a trailer to Lyft, a Netflix movie about a hijacking of a half a billion dollars in gold off a plane. Yeah. I can't imagine that that plane could lift off with that much weight. Gold weighs a fucking ton and half a billion dollars worth. I don't know. Maybe does 
a half a billion in gold bars in gold bars way half a billion dollars worth because they might tell you half a billion gold bars let's see here according to this uh, much of 1 billion in gold way 16.76 tons that's not a lot. So, so eight tons. Eight tons. That's like four cars. It's not, it's not as bad as I thought, actually. No, no, never mind. Is yeah. gold really that valuable? Huh. Okay. Oh, here we go. This, this, this is saying it, it's gonna. It would be almost twenty tons for a for a billion, so ten tons. But I guess you could put ten tons on a plane and fly it around. Shit. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they do that in uh, the fast movies. That many vehicles. I've never held a gold bar either, so I don't know, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It just looks dumb. I mean, that looks dumb. I'll probably watch it, but I just, I don't know. It wasn't anything that made me go, wow, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. So that's, that's it for it, me. Though. Yeah, same yeah. here. Cool. Um, I'm on the Twitter or the X or whatever. I'm on social media. Superstar ML. Uh, the Quantum Geek G33K. That's about it. That's our show. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Uh,